It's another Trom bonus episode. It's just Rob, Joey, and a pocket full of dreams as we destroy what we create. What we create is this podcast, and what we destroy is your patience as we delve into the one and done Scott album of Canada's own Flatliners on Checkered Past, the Scottcast. <laughs> What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Past, the Scottcast with Slynn and Rob, the show where an Yvonne doll killed the local scanesthesia and a sphygmomenomena do-do-do-do-do explore the history and impact of a different band each episode, hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, and this is my co-host for Today Toast, Engineer Joey. Hi. <laughs> I, I caught the menomena thing. Yeah. See, these were <laughs> uh, medical procedures <laughs> or devices. And also a Muppet song? Yeah, that one was. The okay. first one was Yvonne Dahl killed the local scanesthesia, like local anesthesia. Oh, okay. So I said, and then it was a matches thing. Anyway, I went for it. You went both, for it. Both of those I went long. Hi, Joey. How are you? Good. It's, <laughs> it's the middle of the week. Yeah. We're doing a midweek record. Because we got more Heptember to do this weekend. We're busy, and, busy beeps. And we need to get a get a trombone in before, before we keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no Celine today. No, Celine. She's no, she's busy. working. She's busy. Yeah, she's busy. She's yeah, still she's, uh, she's sharing pictures of the salon, and it looks it's looking like there's stuff happening it's there. It's truly <laughs> like crunch time. Like we were talking about it last night, and she was like, "Oh my god, will I survive?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, it's so close. Like like it's we're at the point now. She's at the point now where like." Every day, like a very noticeable amount of stuff is happening. Right. There was a lot of time where it was like a lot of build up, a lot of collecting supplies. People couldn't get into the space, this and that. And now it's just like every day is like noticeable, huge steps towards the goal. And yeah. So it's happening. It's I saw the wall. The desk is looking dope. I know the desk was a big how do you do project. Yep. Our de- the desk, actually, our friend Randy was just here putting a second coat of epoxy on it. So it should be done in the next couple of days, I think. Uh, and then I don't know if they're going to, if they plan on moving stuff in next weekend or the weekend after, but it's, it's coming up pretty quick. So let's do a talk on the, on the space once it's all done. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should get her to do like a, like a video and post it somewhere. TikTok. TikTok. That's yeah. We should put content on there. <laughs> oh. We were doing it and then we stopped and then we did it again <laughs> and then we stopped again. It's a, TikTok it's, like TikTok's that. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't do any of it. <laughs> Uh, I got something to talk about. Oh, we don't have the thing, but that's fine. Uh, okay, so without getting too deep into what I do for work, but I work in a highly regulated Canadian industry. I'll just say that. A lot of regulations. <laughs> uh, good thing. For good reason. Good yeah. reason. It's highly regulated. Uh, part of the problem with being in a highly regulated industry is that I have to do a lot of tests, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to do a, get a lot of certifications, uh, multiple Things with C's in front of it that I have to go write tests for. Uh, so I was studying for this exam that has two parts. First part is all, it's like 120 multiple choice questions, all general knowledge. Second one is 50, and it's case studies. Uh, second one is supposedly way harder. 
Um, I made the smart idea to do them back to back. So I did one on Monday, which was yesterday at eight o'clock in the morning and then wrote the second one like hours ago, like today <laughs> at one forty-five. Um, but here's the thing with this system is there's two ways that you can write these tests. First way is remote proctor, which is in your home with a webcam and they watch you take the test. These okay. tests are anywhere from an hour to three hours long. So somebody's getting paid to just sit there on sit Zoom there and watch and you. Exactly. On Teams or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> cool. the, the I haven't done the one at home, but I, I hear that it is absolutely soul crushing. Yeah, that would be you, awful. And it was a COVID necessity, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so people would, and when you'd have to like get your webcam and you'd have to show them the room that you're in. It can't have open doors. It has to be in a closed room. Uh, there can't be any like pets or people, or else they'll automatically fail you. They'll Whoa. just close it down. Frida pops in. Yeah. They're like, she's feeding them answers. Somebody told Get me a, a cat walked past them in the background and they failed them. They've like just said, nope, test over. Like That's close the test down. Insane. And they're just like watching you take the test. That's insane. And so I've never done that because that sounds like hell. Yeah. So instead, I take the uh, second option, uh, which is to go into the bowels of hell to do an (laughs) in-person one. It used to be that it was just like at like McEwen. It was like in a school. They would like carve a room out. They'd sit two proctors at the front. Everybody's writing different exams for different industries. And then you just are like filling it out in like dead silence and then you leave. Right. Now with the you know the day and age of digital technology, they don't need people to sit there and watch you take tests. Instead, they have um, this thing where <laughs> it's not in a school anymore. It's in like some office building in the West Side, like literally ten blocks away from West Edmonton Mall, okay. like in like a business professional building type so, of thing. So before your test, you went and like got a Cinzio on the pirate ship or whatever. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The whole mall <laughs> smells like Cinzio. And now yeah. there's a Wetzel's like right, right next door to Whoa. it. So it smells like pretzels and cinnamon buns. That's a weird. If you're ever going to Sunshine Records <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck's over there. <laughs> FX, Dragon FX. <laughs> get, get, sweet tatty. Get your eyebrow pierced. <laughs> uh, this is what I did when I was 16. Um, and so, <laughs> fucking whim. Uh... <laughs> So I go to this office building that is so fucking run down because it's in Terralosa or whatever. And Terralosa is kind of like not the nicest, cleanest place to go to do stuff. The elevator doesn't have working lights in it. In fact, it's an old mechanical elevator that normally would just like flick a light when it's on the floor. But it will jostle at every floor, like goes up to the floor, jostle, goes up to the next floor, jostle. Frightening. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. There are... So many exposed wires and plumbing units everywhere. It's like fucking Brazil. So you got to go to the third floor, the top floor, and you have to you go down and you walk into their building or their little like unit there. It's not a great experience getting there. You're greeted by the least uh, happy person you've ever seen in your life, like literally the most miserable human being. And that's because they're not yeah. doing their job from home. Yeah. Watching you on a website, which is what they really want to be doing. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have to remove everything out of your pockets and throw them in a locker. The only thing that you can take with you is a calculator, a uh, your ID, and the key they give you to the locker. And they walk you into a second room. Like, there's the waiting room, and then there's a second room that 
is like a prison like entry point where you have to raise your hands. They wave you with a wand. You have to flip out your pockets, turn around, flip out your pockets in the back, turn back around, look at the security camera, show your ID, and make the same face you're making in the ID. They're giving you the full Jake Blues getting into prison situation. It really feels that way. Wow. And then and then you walk in, and they sit you in front of a computer. They do give you noise-canceling headphones, which i got to say, that's a win. That's, that's nice, great. Yeah. Uh, but, man, is it a harrowing experience. And i got to say, like, because of all that you have to go through, every time I've taken a test there, I'll have a mild panic attack at some point. Like, Fair. <laughs> like I'll have to like stop taking the test just to take a few deep breaths so, so I can go back into it. Again. I just want to say, and mm. I don't think this is going to reveal too much about yeah. the company that you work for, but they could absolutely afford to put this facility in a building that wasn't dilapidated. So my company has literally nothing to do with this because it is the oh, it's a third party. Third par- it is a third party of a third party. Because, Whoa. So, and it's a regulated industry. So we have this other uh, like nonprofit in- co- company that creates the certification, right? Right. So we don't create our own certifications. Yeah, somebody else makes it, right? Yeah, yeah. They farm out the, the testing process to Prometric, which is the company – that actually oversees the and the they're testing. just a testing company. They they're just ju- tests all, for all kinds of companies. Well, when I went in, exactly when I was there yeah. yesterday, I saw the most jacked up fucking rig dudes, like hanging out there uh, using uh, what I would call disp- despicable language <laughs> to describe our prime minister. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and uh, great. You know, Going on, I, that's a whole other concept where I really wanted to explain how parliamentary politics work to them, but whatever. And then there were, like, 19-year-old, like, dental school kids writing some, like, entrance thing. And then there was us in our industry writing our thing. So it was, like, a smattering of human beings. So literally yeah. what this company does is create a small prison where they babysit adults to write a test that is essentially what it is yes that's fucked up yeah <laughs> that's been it was banana. fully fucking weird and this man. is and this is the sixth test i've written in the last two and a half years man i thought uh, when i took my <laughs> like um my when i when i took the first year of schooling from a mm-hmm. machining uh you can kind of get into machining through an apprenticeship or you can take like this pre-employment class, which is what mm-hmm. I took, which is the whole year, but it gives you a little bit of all four years and gets you going so you can go into the industry and work right away. If you do well in it, if you get your marks past a certain amount, mm-hmm. you can challenge the industry exam for your apprenticeship, right? Classic. Which yeah. I did. And I thought the hoops that you had to jump through, right, that exam were kind of bananas. This is a whole nother level. <laughs> It's fucking weird, and I hope to hell I don't have to do this again for a long time because yeah. it is draining my energy on top of the fact that I was studying for like three hours a night for the last three weeks. Yeah, which is never fun. But yeah, while my wife was uh, working in di- uh, for folk- various folk fests across Alberta. Yeah. Interviewing various arrogant worms. Uh, at least one. Yeah, <laughs> at least ar- one arrogant worm. And I, I can't confirm or deny The Last Saskatchewan Pirate was brought up, which is the only song I know of theirs. <laughs> and it's a co- – oh, no, it's an original by them. The Captain Tractor version was the this cover. Is the cover. Yeah. yeah, all right. CanCon. So Speaking of CanCon, we're talking about the Flatliners today. Hey, that's today. Canadian. Hey. God, we're good at segues. Yeah, Holy we smokes. did it. 
Uh, so today for the trombonist, we're going to do a top-down listen of the one and only Flatliners. If anybody knows who they are, they are a hardcore-ish punk band nowadays. Maybe not so much. They're kind of post-punk now, I would say. <laughs> yeah, they've they've turned a corner in the last yeah. like five years. Definitely more in the hot water music yeah. camp these days. I, I, I w- was listening back to their later albums to kind of get a feel for like what they kind of turned into. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started as a full-blown ska punk band in the vein of Sub, which I'm wearing their shirt of, uh, or um, King Apparatus, or any of the other no-horn ska punk bands that are from Canada. Right. Uh, And then they shifted to a comeback kid style, uh, you know, shout along, hardcore thing. And now they've gone into this, like, yeah, hot water music, post-punk Type of a deal, a little bit cooler. Angry Springsteen type of thing. Yeah, and not that angry sounding, I've noticed. <laughs> it sounded pretty angry before. They don't sound too angry now. I think they've cooled their jets a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not sure they're as frustrated with the government as they once were. That's, uh, uh, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I, <laughs> I've been one to argue over the years that it's not getting rich or making a bunch of money that makes a band less angry it's just getting comfortable (laughs) making a comfortable living at what they're doing and you know what to their credit they tour like bananas yep they're out there uh i saw them when this album came out right away when they toured with big d and the kids table big wig and belvedere i want to say that'd be a sick Fucking lineup. Big it was amazing. So fantastic. I love uh, both those bands. Flatliners were 16 when they recorded Destroy to Create, their first album. And they were 16 when they toured. And they absolutely got busted at a strip club in Calgary and were detained. And Sick. only two of them made it up to Edmonton. Did they play a two-person show? And they did. And cool. they did Sublime covers. <laughs> Sweet. So I didn't really see the Flatliners in their ska day. I technically did. You, see yeah. them in their sky. You saw a day. couple of flatliners. I saw a couple of them play sublime songs. Right. Still good, because then Big D came on right after, and that was great. Yeah. And the Big Wig was really good. Belvedere, they were okay. Big Wig, very good. Big uh, Wig rips. Yeah, they're and you know what? Like at the time, kind of wrote them off, and then when I watched them live, was like, all right, no, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love Belvedere too, but like I've definitely seen them on good nights and seen them on yeah. nights where they were kind of boring. So I get it. How do you feel about the f- the flattest of liners? So, <clears throat> I have an issue with the flatliners. Yeah, and you got a bone this to is pick. Incredibly petty, but so it, it does it have anything to do with covers? It does. Then you should probably save it. <laughs> okay, I will <laughs> because it'll be relevant maybe. Okay, later on. All right. Well, because I think before we did this, you asked if I put a song on. Yes. You have a story. About right, right, it. right, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna say that yeah. I have not listened to a whole lot of Flatliners. <laughs> For an incredibly petty reason, but I've listened to them as they've been putting out music enough to be like, eh, that's okay, but it's not really my thing. Got you know what I mean? Like they, hundred percent. Like whenever they put out stuff, I'll listen to a song or two, and it's enjoyable. If I was at a show that I saw that where there were several bands, I would probably be stoked and really enjoy them. But they're not really up my alley, especially since I would have gotten into them. Or been paying more attention to them, kind of more into their hardcore sort of time, 
But by then I was already into like way heavier hardcore. Right. So it was a little just kind of light for me. And and now that they've yeah. moved into this whole like the, the like hot water music type of thing, that it was really not my sound. So it doesn't really. I was for me. never into the pogo hardcore uh, that Canada was all about in the mid aughts. Like Flatliners were in there. Comeback Kid, uh, Cancer Bats. Like I don't know. Not really. Never really did it for me. I never had an issue. I was like, yeah, this is perfectly fine. Uh, every, they're, these bands are gigantic. That fucking fun comeback. Shows. Oh yeah. Fun I've shows. seen them live. Yeah. That fucking Winnipeg Jets comeback kid shirt. Everyone had it. Yep. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, like I, at that time yeah. there was also a more poppy version of Canadian hardcore happening with mm-hmm. bands like, uh, uh, I guess it was a little closer to skate punk, but bands like Belvedere mm-hmm. and, Daggermouth and uh, mm, five, mm-hmm. what were they called? Uh, uh, five something drive from Winnipeg. Anyways, mm. th- that was a little more my flavor. It was a little right. closer to like a skate punk rather right, right. than more hardcore. And now I kind of like them ev- equally. But at the time, I was more of a skate punk guy. So those those were the bands I gravitated yeah. to rather than Comeback Kid and whatnot. Right. But that being said, fucking Cancer Bats rip and i've seen them like three or four times and cancer bats is put on a good show cancer bats is a band that i was would always make time to go see and never make time to listen to my my private time same same deal just no issue same thing like when i was younger guar was the same way i was like i'm never listening to these albums i'll go see them hell yeah that's what you do you go to see them play it's not to sit down and listen and you know what that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. Liking a band for the live, uh, for the live, and just yeah. not really being into their recorded yeah. stuff. That's okay. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. listen to it. This is uh, this is these are all numbered, uh, except that I started with the second song because the first one's an intro. <laughs> so okay. this will confuse you because it'll be one number off. So this is track two, number one. <laughs> I'm so not. I, I'm clicking <laughs> number one. one. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> This is uh, Fred's Got Slacks. This is still their number one most streamed song. Really? Eight million streams. Have you edited these? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, have they done an album where they like modern cover their ska song? So, like, like, have they done anything where they revamp any of these songs to their new sound? No, but that would be bananas. I feel like that's something they're gonna do. Could be. Because they refuse to play ska. I know, they just like, pretend like this doesn't happen. Yeah. This and is like, fun though. This song's incredible. I'm amazed that their voices sound much older than 16. Yeah, they're super young. And this was their debut on Stomp. They were on cool. Stomp. After this, they would go to Fat. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is the song, There's a Problem. So you can definitely hear that their influences are the Suicide Machines. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that even the title of this album is yeah. pretty Suicide Machines-esque. Yeah. You know what, though? Stealing from the best, yeah. right? Very Suicide Machines-y. This is... Yeah, they're like really diving into Battle Hymns era Suicide Machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
good. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's Who's good. complaining? No one. It's fast. Nobody's complaining. I would say, you know, their lyrics are a little uh, 16-year-old. Uh, this is all, like, pretty political stuff, too. Like, pretty much every song is right. either about some dirty punk person they know, right, in classic punk style, mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, the shit they hate, which in this time would have been 2000. Harper? Yeah. A lot of Harper. This is a very Harper. This is a Harper era. Sweet. 2005, I want to say. Probably singing about a lot of the same shit that uh, my, buddies, well, my buddies in Zero Cool <laughs> oh, <go> were, <laughs> were like uh, an 80s style hardcore band at this time that wrote a lot of political stuff and songs about dirty punk rock guys. Very similar thing. Different sound. Yeah. Similar concept. Yeah, yeah. Canada. Right, yeah. Am I right? Mm-hmm. This song is Public Service Announcement. I remember those. Yeah? Yeah. We had a lot in Canada. We had a lot in Canada, yeah. The exclamation mark. Yep. Now we just have our phones beep at us when someone's child gets abducted or whatever. Yeah. That's dark. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) A A little rancid worship on that bass there. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Getting Getting high on the neck. Getting high on life. There's no ska in this song. They didn't only do ska in this album. They mostly did, though. Yeah, it was like a half and half, wasn't it? No, more. No, more mostly? ska than no. it. And yeah, yeah. Like a 75 25? Yeah, like more? a 75 yeah, yeah. 25. More math talk. Loving wait, the math. Wait, the math talk was off pod. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just the whole song I put on here because it's not very long. <laughs> I like this little two steppy part. They were definitely trying to get some hardcore kids dancing there. This was 2006. I know what they were doing. Yeah, I can hear it. I, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I love this drumming. I think the drummer does a lot of heavy lifting for them. Yeah, he does the uh, like the like the skate punk beat, but he does it with a double kick, so it sounds more hardcorey. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. I know. I don't know who finds it contentious, but I've had conversations where some people either like it or hate it, and I like it. Uh, yeah, uh, so we talked about Sub before. Sub had a double kick in their sound, too, which was, like, in ska songs was kind of weird, and so people were all off-put that there was, like, skanks with, like, double double kicks in them. Right. Yeah. It was not – it didn't go over very well. Which is funny because nowadays, like yeah. – Basically, if you play any kind of aggressive music, you probably got some sort of double kick going on. You, you gotta. It's like it's for, so common now. It's great. What is people talking about? Double kicks are amazing. I had to convince <laughs> Keelan in, in Down the Hatch. Or I, I had to convince him to get a double kick pedal. And he mm. used it pretty regularly. But then he went back to single kick because he could play fast stuff with a single kick. Yeah, it's good. When, when, you, when you can play it well, you don't need the double kick, I guess. The song is number four, Bad News. Number five, number four. Oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I did that the first time and I'm not doing it anymore. No, thank you. Oh, they have two guitars. Love Very two guitars. Suicide machines you. I can't believe how not 16 he sounds. That's Chris Crustwell, is it? The guy from the, uh, from this band? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what is his exact name? I think his name is Chris Cresswell, but he goes by Chris Cresswell, does he not? I am confirming that, right? Because I want to know some of the other personnel on this. I'm pulling up the complete personnel, which on Discogs is not always easy to find. 
All right, here we go. Nope, doesn't say. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Chris Presswell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat Mike Presswell, yes. We got it. He's like a little bit of a punk rock celebrity, I feel like. That guy? Chris Cresswell? I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, I feel like he's like knows those punk people and just talks to them. <laughs> he's in the fat he's he's in the fat family, so that gets you that gets you far. That yeah, you I, I'm pretty sure Fat Mike really likes him. Must. Yeah. Signed up. Uh, yeah, I guess. So. That, that's how you get on that label. <laughs> Next song is my hands are tied, number five. Whose hands are tied? My hands are tied. My Speaking hands. of suicide machines, who also have a song called Hands Are Tied. <laughs> and an intro like this, they also have that. This is very much like a suicide machines intro. <laughs> Low and then fast. It's good. Yeah. As long as it's like you, you do a slow intro, then you go fast for a bit, and then you do a slow breakdown, then you go fast for a little bit, and then you're done, and that's perfect. Also, you said brouhaha. That's a fun word. That is fun. That, that also tells you what age they were when they wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a brouhaha right now. I'm laughing. I'm drinking a beer. It's the same thing. Number six is the song Gullible. Gullible. A fair criticism of this is that it is very samey. It is very samey. Yeah. Yeah. But all the songs are like a minute and a half. I think this whole album's like less than a half hour. Good. I like that. Gets out. Man, those drums are really loud. Yeah. Very loud in the mix. But it sounds good, though. It's a very good sounding album considering how loud it is, like how loud the drums are. And they self produced? Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. What was the? That's kind of silly. Uh, what's the? Uh, what was the amount of time between this album and their and the next, next album one? when they dropped all the ska? Well, they didn't drop all. So the next one, the Great Awake, had this had these like funky little reggae deals in them. Okay. Like they weren't a hundred percent not. And what they did is they wrote the same basic like structure of a song, but right. then instead of the Scott did like like little weird stuff in there instead. That's kind of what their okay. whole policy was, right? And so you could argue there's some Scott Jason stuff. I, you would be pulling teeth a little bit. Like it's not that. It's clear. more like a Scott or reggae yeah. part in a punk song as opposed to like a ska punk song or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, this next song is called Number Seven is Scum Punch. While I look up this answer for you, Scum Punch. Sounds like the name of a villain from a really bad comic book. Really good comic book. Uh, Destroy to Create came out in 2005. Great Awake came out in 2008. So there's a three-year gap between two albums. Three years. Where they were like, get out of here, Ska. Where they hit the 20s, basically. (laughs) They're like, whoa. That's what actually killed Ska. People's 20s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Flatliners killed Scott. 
the movie, <laughs> not the band. <laughs> This one's good. This a one's a classic. standout, I feel like. Classic song. Stone yeah. Punch, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like it when they get heavy. I, uh... Sometimes they get a little minor chordy and it's not necessarily as good, but, like, uh, this is dope. So good. So the... When this album came out... Uh, Bedouin Sound Clash released Sounding a Mosaic and the Planet Smashers released Unstoppable. That was what Stomp was up to in 2005. Uh, and I was going to say Il Scarlo is probably right around that same time. Probably too. was, different, yeah. Different label, but... Well, and then, and then the next year it was Sub, The Johnstones, and The Creep Show. So, yeah, like around 2004, 2005, 2006, that run was big for Stomp Records. Holy yeah, shit. And, and I feel like... Maybe that's why I don't I don't have the same impression that a lot of people have that ska was like dead dead as it, it was cuz in the mid aughts we still had a lot of ska in the yeah, especially touring through Edmonton. Yeah, of course. Like tour, like all these bands came through Edmonton all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like 12 places to play in Canada and if you tour twice a year you hit the same place twice. <laughs> <laughs> and the song's called I am abandoned. Flatliners destroyed create. reading this thing on Stomp Records and the, when they reference this album they say the youthful explosion of Destroy to Create yeah as opposed to the blooming adulthood on The Great Awake ah, I see <laughs> I don't know I think it's a little rough to call a ska punk album to be like juvenile I guess but I mean I feel like maybe they were trying to Equate it to like an op ivy, which that would be a fair thing to say about is that op ivy's material, right? A youthful sure. explosion of ska punk, fair enough. Like, and I then the burgeoning uh, maturity of Rancid '93, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Deadline, 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 so mature, <laughs> real mature, Tim. All right, let's take a break when we get back. Flatliners. Woo-hoo. This episode of Checkered Past is brought to you by Blendjet. Slynn, you like to make smoothies. I make smoothies every single morning. Tell me about your smoothie journey. Well, I it's my only way I can get vegetables in my body because I like yummy brown golden fried delicious things. So I often call it my scurvy juice to prevent scurvy. What do you put in your smoothies every morning? Um, well, I am a little spinach bitch and a banana. G- uh, pro tip, is bananas make every smoothie taste good. Okay, banana, chocolate oat milk, and some like legit peanut butter, a little bit of spinach. You're laughing and that tastes like a delicious treat. Well, I just got a blend jet. What? And I've actually been able to make my smoothies fresher because I'll put the ingredients in and take it with me to work because it's portable. And I'll make my smoothie like right, right, right before I drink it. You hit the nail on the head because Blendjet 2 by Blendjet 
is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. We got a couple Blendjet 2s. I got mine with like the black marble. It's like a fancy like it's very, faux marble Yeah, thing. it's it's got like kind of some doodly energy to it, yeah, I guess. a little mask. Uh, it's a little mask. I I'm not a, always masked. I have masked. a leopard print I got, one. I do some fems. Leopard print? Talk to me about your leopard print. It's pretty fucking fun. There was another leopard print that we were, one. we were spying. I, but, like, it was Rainbow Leopard. It was Lisa fucking Frank. Lisa fucking Frank, Lisa y'all. Fucking Frank. There's all kinds of crazy-ass colors. That's one of the best things about Blendjet, too. So here's what you need to do. Go to Blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the Promer code. The Promer code. Use that Promer code, Checkered12, to Checkered get 12%, 12 off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to Blendjet.com and use the code CHECKERED12, Checkered 12. to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Get it for your scurvy juice, Lisa fucking Frank. <laughs> Welcome back to Checkered Pass. Joey and Rob here talking about the Flatliners debut album, Destroy to Create, which is Ska. And so... Which is <laughs> which Ska. Is ska. That's why it's on the podcast. <laughs> this is one of my favorite songs. Margareta Boozer. Margareta Boozer. Why did I say Margareta? Margareta Boozer. <laughs> Fun bass line. Kind of a leftover cracky bass line. Yep. Yeah. What's the guitar tone? Yeah. They're doing that, uh, that one guy doing the skank, one guy doing the strum thing. I love that. I know you do. You're a big proponent. I'm a big proponent of it. Yeah. Got woes for all the hardcore kids. They love a woe. I love a woe too. I'm a big woe fan. Who doesn't? Well, no effects doesn't because they have that song Woe on the Woes, I guess. Same thing with Bad Religion. They call them the Oohs and Ahs. Right. They do Oohs and Ahs, not woes. They don't do woes. They They do do Oohs oohs and Ahs. Yeah. That's a weird thing. That's a weird thing to die on a hill of. Maybe punks were just mad about it at some point. (laughs) And Bad Religion was like, we're just oohing and on. We're just oohing and on. And, yeah, they yeah. do. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's like all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like all of them. <laughs> all of the <laughs> <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> it's really easy to uh, say all of them because there's like 25 of them and they all sound the same. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's at least 25 <laughs> bad religion songs that have ooze on them. <laughs> well, like per album. I will say, like, even new bad religion songs could, could, like, albums could use a little light cutting. Like, maybe all the songs. <laughs> like, I was going to say, new, new since, like, 1998, you mean? or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, 
I cut off at recipe for hate. I'm I'm like done by the time that rolls around. Against the grain is the last good one. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, where, where where does Gray Race fit in there? Gray Race after. is one after that yeah. one. I, I think I liked up to Gray Race, and then yeah. from then on. But but recipe for hate has skyscraper, I guess, which is a decent song. But I'm like, I don't know. No, no, thank you. Blackhawks over Los Angeles was the one that killed me for listening to Bad Religion albums. It came out and I listened. Or wait, no, not not that. That's the strung out album. There's a. Yeah. Was there a strung out album that also made you stop listening? <laughs> maybe. Um, no. Well, what was it? The, the New Maps of Hell? Maybe. Maybe it was that mm. one. I don't know. What in around that era of Bad Religion? Because yeah. I would I would give them a listen and then I might pick a song or two that I liked. But then it got to a point where I listened to it and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've but, gotten everything I need out of it. Yeah. To be fair though, like Bad Religion was the first big show that I ever went to, and I was 12, and that would have made it like. 1997 or something like that right and i thought they were kind of old and slow then so (laughs) (laughs) number 10 broken bones um i was listening to the offspring today i was revisiting the offspring you were like give it to me baby Uh uh-huh uh-huh that was not the song i was listening to but yeah uh i was listening to staring at the sun from that album from americana uh it's good the offspring are good. You know what? <laughs> the offspring are I, good. I will not stand for this offspring hate anymore. I'm going to take a stand. You know what? Speaking They're, of weird hills to die on. You know what? I like the offspring. I'm not afraid to say it. You know? Offspring's good. I listen to their cover of Total Immortal, and it's fucking awesome. Yep. I listen to Ixnay on the Ombre, and it's awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. It's still good. <laughs> Ixnay's like a classic punk. Like, Ixnay's better than Smash. I think Ixnay is better than Smash. I don't think so. I know for a fact that Ixnay <laughs> yeah. is better than Smash. <laughs> I like the little guitar lead in this one. Yeah. It's kind of fun. This part's a little meh, but the lead yes. is kind of sweet. They didn't always nail it, but again, the songs are only like two minutes. So you get in and you get, get out right out. Don't like it? That's okay. It'll be over in 30 like seconds. It. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, quality television. This is number 11. Who is the punk band that you feel like you have to defend? Like Defend like their punkness or no, just defend cares, them in but general? I don't, I don't give a shit about how punk yeah, things are. But, like, yeah, like, people, you feel like it's a band you really like and people are unnecessarily unfair to them. Uh, you know what? I I can't think of any that, like, people usually shit on where I'm like, oh, I like that band or whatever. But I will say Friends of Rom is criminally underrated. I, I will say most people have no idea who Friends of Rom are and they're absolutely one of the best punk bands on the planet. They're very so, good. I love yeah. Rental Rom. And, and they're one of those bands that's just been getting better, like Propagandy. Yeah. But everyone loves Propagandy, though, so... Right. Yeah. Universally beloved Propagandy. Yeah. Yeah. Prince Rom I got off of uh, one of the fat comps. Yeah, probably. Do you want to fight me? In my, yeah, that one. Yeah. That's the first Friends of Rom song I listened to as well. Yeah. And actually, I didn't get into them until a bit later. Um, bu- 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 uh, the Pet Food Factory one. So that would have been three, two or three albums ago. Right. And like, and I went back and I listened to their earlier stuff in their mm-hmm. discography and they're, 
similarly to propaganda, their earlier stuff is like really rough and it's kind of fun if you like super snotty, really dumb punk rock. And then they have like a middle era where they like get good, but it's not like fucking awesome. And then their most recent stuff is like fucking awesome. So I, I, I listened through it and then I decided that like the most recent three or four albums are like my jams, but they are absolutely a fantastic band and more people should listen to them. But That's yeah, no, choice. yeah. Who's your defending? You got to defend that. Oh, I just brought it up because of the offspring. Uh, I mean, like, I just feel like I'm always listening to the wrong band. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I know like one of Ariane's friends was like, Oh, I was listening to suffer the other day. And I thought of you and I'm like, you know, I think I mentioned that I like three bad religion records to them one time, and now I'm the bad religion guy, and I'm like, that, but that's you not the bad religion. But I don't even guy. like bad religion that much. I just there's three <laughs> albums that there's I really enjoy, and I'm like, when people are like, a oh, fucking bad religion's just a bunch of posers and they suck, and I'm like, they had three really good albums. That's all I say. I don't mean to make it out like I'm like lionizing. Them. I feel I just, like, like I feel like making you the. The bad religion guy based on that is like making me like the Fleetwood Mac guy because I like the chain and sing it in karaoke with Celine. Oh, there goes that Fleetwood Mac guy. He just won't stop shutting up about Mick Fleetwood. He's got so many opinions about Lindsey Buckingham's solo album. God, he just loves him. Whenever his birthday rolls around, I'm always picking him up Fleetwood Mac mugs. I'm getting, (laughs) yeah, I'm getting him the most purchased vinyl of all time, which is rumors. Uh, <laughs> he's got so many copies of Rumors. He just won't stop talking about it. Uh, this is number. Tw- I, I, I do have more than one copy of Rumors on vinyl. <laughs> number twelve. Do or die. That's the song. I really like the song. It's got organ in it. Do or die. There is no not die. <laughs> right. It's very good. Very good. Uh. AFI was another one of those ones. I know I talked about it recently on the pod. I'm a big AFI fan, but... Yeah, that might, that might be one you got to defend a little bit. Because I, I don't mean, like new AFI at all. Me neither. But uh, I, I, I love it. AFI all the way through 2000. I respect it in that, like, they got older and they changed their sound. It's just not really for me. Um, that might be it. <laughs> I just, like, feel like it's, like, yeah... The bad religion thing really irked me. Yeah. I'm like, that's not even my favorite band. Like, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and also, like, Suffer is, like, a classic punk rock album. Like, it's it's kind of an all-hits-no-misses album. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? I feel like that's how you're supposed to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to an incredibly influential punk album from the 80s. <laughs> but, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> that like literally doesn't have any skips. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, whatever. Much like Ixnay on the Ombre. Ixnay has a couple of skips. <laughs> I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to give it intermission? that. Intermission? Yeah, intermission. You skip intermission? Or I skip the one here. where he's like he's like uh, <laughs> whatever he's like if you don't like it, turn it off. <laughs> Like right at the beginning, that radio guy yeah. wrote the record for some reason. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that ruins Ixnay a little bit. Or is that from Smash? Now I'm mixing it up. No, that's Ixnay. No, that's from sure. Ixnay. Okay, yeah. uh, this is the final song on the album. What the hell happened to you? Number thirteen. Number thirteen. What in the hell happened to you? I clicked on the wrong one. But then I started making the offspring. The offspring. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's connected. Uh oh. It's Grand 
guitar. Uh-oh. But they're doing wacky chords, though, so it might be okay. It's not very good. I'm not them. <laughs> Lower Thanks. your hopes. Thank Lower you. your hopes. I'm actually at a point now with this podcast. It's like broken my brain where I, uh, I hear an acoustic guitar, and I feel like I have I owe it to myself to convince myself I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do where know I'm what just you like, mean. I'm like, oh, this song's good, and I'm like, but I'm supposed to hate acoustic guitars. So do I really like this, or do I actually hate it? <laughs> I I feel yeah. yeah. <laughs> They just went full acoustic song, hey? Just to finish it off. I, oh, I was listening to this and I had a question. Have you ever heard a song like this, like a closing acoustic song, and you thought to yourself, good idea? What a great way to close an album. What a great. I feel Absolutely so great. never. I feel so great that they killed the energy. <laughs> 100 If that song yeah. did like even two verses yeah. and then kicked into a full band like double chorus at the yeah. end or something as yeah. a closer, that would make sense to me. But just like acoustic and a dude just never, like. What's the, never could understand it. It doesn't. You know, and I wonder, I also wonder, is there anyone out there, and I'm not trying to be, like, a dick about this, like, that's such a word, terrible thing to say, <laughs> but, like, is there but anybody I'm who's, absolutely like, going to be a dick about this. Like, never mind people who like that. Is there anybody who that's their favorite song? Like. That's a good question. Like, who's just, like, the acoustic closer, like, that's throw away. That's my jam. That's my jam. I just that's wish they would do a whole jam. album like that. You know okay. what? I, I got to say, if we're, if we're talking about the acoustic closer how do you feel about the acoustic opener so acoustic opener makes sense because you can make you a build you start on a low energy start, and then you and you build, build in right there, and yeah. then like even if it like i'm a big fan of like those slower intros where it exits the intro and all of a sudden the second song is like at an 11 because of the way yep. they ended the i like song. that yeah, yeah yeah i think it's even worse to throw an acoustic midway yeah like on yeah, that, hundred percent. But I don't want to invoke Anti Flag's name, but they do that. That one trillion dollar song on their like major label one. That's what happens there. It's just like fucking acoustic song right smack dab in the middle, and you're just like, I know it's, it, on a record it kind of makes sense because you're side A side B. Right, it. right. You have two sides where you but, can uh, build and then yeah. release tension of the album. Yada yada. But yeah, I yeah. mean, otherwise, like I feel like you're just like, especially if you're writing like punk songs, like it really will just like. Wipe you down Anyway you're, you're in a punk band You own electric guitar You own amp <laughs> Presumably use them. You use them on all the other songs Look at amp Michael <laughs> Look at amp Michael <laughs> Alright Here's some bonus tracks That I was able to find Off of their B-Sides record Division Trump of Spoils b -b Bonus tracks That's right This song is called Get Out of My Face Number 14 <laughs> I'll click the correct one this time yeah. So I didn't know these existed. So Is this like to... their version of I Don't Want You Around? Mmm, September. September. Yeah. We're building up the building up the excitement. <laughs> this is kinda like no effects in the sense that they don't have a horn section. And it's kinda sloppy. Oh, this song is this one, yeah. Real this sloppy. is this is I can already tell this is very demo-y. Or livey, maybe? Yeah. No. Demo-y. 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 A-track in the bedroom. Uh, yeah. Kind live, of a fun song. Live to tape. 
Kind of a fun song. I feel like this would crush live. Yeah. 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 This would be a pit song for sure. Uh, this is, yeah. Yeah. This is an opener. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. That'd be a solid opener, totally. Uh, what was that one called? It's called Get Out of My Face. Get out of my face. Yeah, they're just, they're so mad. I'm just what I'm saying. So they're just not mad anymore. Uh, this next song is called Spill Your Guts. Oh, just so mad. <laughs> just so angry. Oh, different recording stuff. Yeah, yeah, not, not quite the same. That guitar tone, wow. Yeah, they, the one guitar is uh, a, a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Try yeah, not to wake mom. <laughs> yeah, that one guitar tone is... That's a choice. More pop punky this time. But, I mean, this is like, you know, this is on a B-Sides comp. You gotta, yeah. You can give it, give it some relaxing. Both of these songs are from B-Sides comp? From, like, the era of the first? I guess it'd have to be for the ska. Yeah. 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 They didn't just decide ten years later to, like, just... <laughs> we'll just go for it. <laughs> Even though that's what people are hoping for. That's a sweet chorus. I'm surprised this didn't get a final cut. This is a really good song. This, yeah, this is probably one of the best I've heard. Uh, this is what I thought when I listened to it. I was like listening back and like, like I think Fred's Got Slacks is an incredible song, but I was like listening to this. I was like, that's a fucking banger. Yeah, there were what happened. There were two or yeah. three that I really dug throughout the course of the album proper but yeah. that that song was definitely one of the top three for sure now we're gonna finish with number 16 this is an important one. Oh yeah for my story yeah i assume so yeah also we we get a little sneak peek as to what the flatliners have become yeah and also a cancon double double baby cancon double double which is what joey because that's the thing you said in Discord. cancon double double is when a canadian band covers another canadian band that's right and this is a tragically hip song yep. uh, called Ahead by a Century, yep. and it's a fantastic song. So fantastic, in fact, that my band decided to cover it. Yep. And we did a version of it pretty similar to this, <laughs> a bit faster. We're more skate punk, and this is clearly getting into their post-punky kind of era for sure. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we... Worked this cover out over the course of a couple of months. We were fucking so stoked on it. We were gonna record it. We were gonna put it out as a single. Yeah. We were doing all the things. We played it at two shows. Then the Flatliners put this album out, and we were gonna play it at another show. And someone saw our set list and was like, "Oh, are you playing that Flatliners cover of that song?" Yeah. And we were like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and then they told us what had happened and so we cut the song that night yeah went home listened to it and we were like our cover's too similar to this cover yeah <laughs> and now we have to just nuke our cover which we were very very proud of so and th this was whenever this album came out when, when did the what that b-sides album come out or covers 2015 album? that's how long yeah. i've had <laughs> an issue with the flatliners <laughs> <laughs> so because they jumped the gun on they that getting, fucking stole our kick-ass cover and and you learned a lesson put it put it to wax no mail it to yourself <laughs> what, what they should have learned a lesson to pick worse songs big bands listen to me big bands you pick worse songs to cover 
Because smaller bands need to cover the good songs in order to get famous. <laughs> so if you already are touring and you're already making some money, cover garbage songs. Don't cover good songs. Was this was this when Gord Downey got his cancer diagnosis too? I was way before that. Oh, okay. I was I was way, wondering way, if it was timed before. with that because that that's when all of a sudden like tragically hip like mania recovered in Canada more than it ever had before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. So. R.I.P. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry, R.I.P. Gordowney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Canadian treasure for sure. If if you do, Americans listen to Treasure Clip, or is that it feels aggressively Canadian? So our yeah. our plastic president's friends in yeah. the Midwest yeah. are aware of the popularity of the Tragically Hip because yeah. I've seen them tweet about it. Okay. So I think the Tragically Trag, Hip... as we sometimes call yeah, them. sometimes <laughs> if you're a Gen Xer. <laughs> uh, so I think they trickled like kind of midway down the states. Right. And so I think they have like, they're like a kind of... They do well in, in states that look like Canada. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You, you got snow for six months a year. Tragically Hip probably does well there. That was a Lewis Black bit. Where he's talking about why there's so many Scandinavians in Minnesota, and he's like, it's cold as fuck here. We're home. (laughs) I was just in southern Manitoba, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Flatliners, overall, we got to listen to all, uh, most of their ska stuff. What do you Uh, feel? I liked that album. I might go back and listen to the whole thing again now that I've had some time to heal yeah. from their transgressions against me. Um, their personal affront. Yeah, their personal affront. And you know what? I might even go back and kind of re-listen to their hardcore era too. I'm still not interested in their new stuff because it's just. I gave it a quick quick glance and I was like, yeah, not for me. That's the yeah. That style it. of music just isn't for me, so it's it's fine. But I I may have softened up yeah. on the Flatliners. The Flatliners. Overall, they are a great band. They tour aggressively. They represent their country well. <laughs> yeah, I, I like big ups to them as a band. Yeah, I, like I, I like them as a band and as people. I just don't like that they stole my cover and they <laughs> don't quite do it for me musically. <laughs> I'm so pissed that they don't do ska anymore. I'm over it. So mad. I'm super over it. Oh, also, I saw them at the that festival last year. The super lucky or whatever the fuck it was called, super friendly, super friendly. Yeah, yeah, they were there. Yeah, were you just chanting do ska, do ska, do ska? Yeah, and no, they didn't do ah, it. They weren't listening. Dicks. They weren't listening. So if you're listening, Chris, <laughs> you didn't fucking listen. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Checkered Pass. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Pass Pod or send us an email at checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. To support the podcast, you can sign up for the Checkerhead Patreon to get the episodes uncut in both audio or video format. Or you can buy some merch at checkeredpass.ca. Our trombonuses are engineered and edited by Joey. That's me. Our trombonus theme was provided by Keelan, whose new EP, Start of Nowhere, is on Bandcamp right now. Hell yeah. Next week, September Punk in Bracket begins in full with round one, part one, with the CPSC crew. We are doing the best no effects ska songs of all time, so get your brackets in at challenge.com. Challenge. Slash September. It's just not the same without it's both of you. It's not the same. Uh, are we doing merch? Are we doing... No effects. We should talk about that. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't oh. thought about it. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Do you want it? If you want it. <laughs> yeah, hit tweet us up. At, tweet, tweet at us. X at us. No, don't, don't say that. Tweet. <laughs> tweet, tweet at us. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Rob.
I'm Joey. In mortal words of the Flatliners, ooh, Fred's got slacks on the boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>